Then you will truly be success. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good. Gotta work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Gotta work together. The good to those who love God. Those who are called Meditate on his day According to his purpose Purpose It's his purpose Not mine And we know all things work together for the good The good And we know all things work together for the good The good To those to those who are called According to his purpose It's his purpose Not mine In day 51 of our 90 day challenge I love this scripture I know it by heart and I know it by KJV Because if you are a child of the king then the only version of scripture that's real is the KJV. That's how I was raised. <laughs> I now know differently. But Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, Write the vision, make it plain, so that those who read it may run. For the vision is for an appointed time. Though it tarry, wait for it. I say this year after year because I know that it's important. That the glory, the anointing, and the calling is on the vision, not necessarily the visionary. So that helps me because if I don't write the book, God will give it to someone else. The other thing I think is important for us to remember is that for every vision, you should have a leader who sees and says. You should have a reader who reads what was said and you should have some runners. And I think we take for granted the reality that everyone can read or that everyone can run. No, the reason that God has you as the leader is because you see, they run and they read. Today, galvanize your group of team members around your weaknesses. Hire strengths for your weakness so that you can have a holistic management plan. Even if you are called to own and lead your family to the next level, still create a team so that you can find out who's the reader, who's the runner, and how can I execute effectively. Now go and do what God has called you to do. But point number three is extremely important for every visionary. Is there a visionary in the house in this room that hears me? For every visionary, visionaries, hear this. Point number three, vision is always primary. The visionary is secondary. Vision is always primary. The visionary is always secondary. So I'm prove it. When you look back at Habakkuk 2 and 2, you see that the whole time God is talking through Habakkuk about the vision. The scripture is about the vision, not about Habakkuk. <laughs> Y'all want me to prove it. Let's read together, church. Habakkuk 2 and 2. Write the vision. Make it plain. Y'all reading? And make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it, not you, it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. He's talking about the vision. But at the end, it, not you, it. 
because God cares more about the vision than who does it. And if you don't do it, I have to calm down and stay sanctimonious, praise the Lord. My mother told me about seven years ago, she said, Sean, I have this book I want to write. I want to tell my life story, and I want to call it My Story, His Glory. I said, my, that's powerful. You've been through so much. I know someone who can help you write your book. Y'all all missed that, I think. I said, I said, I know someone who specializes in helping a lot of people write books. I know someone personally who will answer all of your problems. I know somebody who can assist you and I have direct access to them. Wait a minute, it's my mother, I'm her son. I'm in her house. The answer to her vision came through her womb. What if the answer that you need in order to do what God has called you to do is closer than you think? What if you feeding it every day? What if you laying next to it every day, but you're so busy auditioning for others to approve that you don't see that what God wants to do is to use what came through you? She says, I want to write this book. I said, Ma, let's do it. Let's do it. Every year, I tried to send her a reminder. Let's do it. Let's do it. I sent her the outline. I sent her the tablets. I sent her the information. I gave her a notebook. I walked in Barnes & Noble a couple years ago, and I walked in, and I saw this wonderful book with this wonderful cover. It was called My Story, His Glory, with another author's name on it. Because God cares more about the vision than he does about the visionary. Y'all still don't believe me. If Saul does not do what Saul is supposed to do, God will fire Saul, let him keep on working, raise up David. Does anybody know their Bible? Does anybody know that God is raising you up to take somebody else's place because they didn't do what they were supposed to do? And you're next somebody. Give God a praise for bringing you from the back into the front of the line. God don't discriminate. He'll give you a nice retirement package. Send you on vacation and raise up an obedient, surrendered soul. You see, you think that you're disqualified because you don't have the degree, but you're qualified because you have the surrender. And God is looking like, I'm just looking for somebody who's available to do what I say do when I say do it and say yes. (laughs) Point number one. Vision is a heavenly answer to an earthly problem. Point number two, vision is fueled by pain or passion. Point number three, vision is always primary. The visionary is secondary. Because God cares more about purpose being fulfilled than the person fulfilling the purpose. (sighs) Tell somebody it's not personal. It's purposeful. Sometimes you got to leave the people that are poisonous and procrastinating alone because in this season, it's about execution. In this season, it's ready. It's time for me to get it done. If you on Facebook too much, I can't be your friend no more because Oprah is a billionaire, not because she liking nobody's status, but because she's making websites and television shows. I don't have time for slow. All right, y'all not running. It's not personal. But here's number four. I think this is going to bless y'all. Number four, we see that Habakkuk is told to write the vision and make it plain. Somebody say, write the vision and make it plain. Say it again. Say, write the vision 
and make it plain. Right, plain. Right, plain. Here's what some of us do when we get a vision from God. We get around our friends and family and we say the transmogrification of anthropological and eschatological realities enumerates, proliferates, and ameliorates the psychosomatic essence of one's pneumatological functionality and problematic phraseologies that complicate sociopathic conditions. And so I rise, I rise, I rise. This is the kind of visionary I want to follow. Five golden rings, four turtle doves, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a write the vision. What if you don't got no followers because you're too complicated? What if nobody believes you because they don't understand you? The only way you can transfuse vision is if you speak in the language of the person you're speaking to. I was at Princeton and they used all those big words. I was the first one like, what that mean? Because I'm paying to learn. Write the vision, y'all. Make it plain. Listen, so that those who read it can run. If you write, I'm going to send somebody who can read it and run. You trying to write, you trying to read, you trying to run, you trying to usher, you trying to learn computers, you back to school trying to get an accounting degree, you trying to speak German. If you write, Because a vision from God is too heavy for one person to carry. Woo! If you're able to do it all, it's an idea, not a vision. And I want to rebuke the spirit of micromanagement in this house. Because the reason you micromanage is because you don't trust nobody. But I declare that God is freeing you from mistrust so you can actually get the help that you've been asking for. We can do the benediction. Write the vision, make it plain so that those who read it can run. Can I get a little deeper right there? During that time, when Habakkuk was writing, people were primarily illiterate because most people stood to hear the priests read for hours because most people couldn't read the scrolls. <laughs> During that time, there were a select few people who had what Habakkuk needed, but God promised that if you did your part, I was going to raise up from the remnant of readers and runners. God says, visionaries, stop trying to do everything. Stop trying to control everything. If you stay in the presence where I am and you get the download of information 
then maybe your children will have something to run toward and to read. But maybe we're blaming our youth and young adults for being lazy and for being procrastinatory. But the reason that they're home is because we're not writing and we're not translating and we're not sharing so they have nothing to run after. When you write, you get education and energy. When you write, and nowadays you can take out your phone, press record on a memo note, and you can talk out your vision. You don't have an excuse about getting vision out. When you write, they will have energy. They run. Education, they read. Everybody can't read, but God's going to send you what everybody else don't have. That was a word for somebody in this room. The moment you step fully into your yes, without hesitation, without your foot on the brakes, without a safety net, without all of those extracurricular what ifs, God says, I'm going to send you the help that you need once you step out on faith. You're waiting for me to send you before you step, but I'm going to send you after you do what I say do. Moses was closest to God. He was entrusted with the tablets that inscribed what we know as the Ten Commandments. He was so close that he was in the darkness where God was and others were afraid to get there because there's a closeness to God that will leave you by yourself. And even though he was the closest to God and even though he got all the templates to write down the information and get the information from God and he got the heavenly download, he was not permitted to build what God downloaded. You don't believe me, so I want you to turn with me to Exodus 31, verse 1 through 6. After he gets all of the templates, structures, measurements, etc., the Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I filled him, check this, with the Spirit of God. Somebody not as close to God as you, but I gave them a special feeling to get done what you dreamed. Man. And I've given them wisdom and understanding with knowledge and all kinds of skill to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze. Sometimes we're eliminating our help because they're not as sanctified as we are. Because we closer to God, we assume that God's not going to use somebody who don't know him. But what if as they're working on the vision, God is saving their souls? What if as they're working on your hair, God is sanctifying their lives? What if as they're doing what you're doing, God is changing their hearts? What if you're supposed to be the dreamer, they're supposed to be the builder, and somebody else is supposed to be the protector? And some of y'all in here, y'all are confused because it seems like everybody just hears from God automatically. It's like they wake up and it's like the Lord speaks to them from the third heavens. It's like, I wish God spoke to me like that. But you got to learn how to do vision in your lane. You are not a carbon copy of anybody else. You got to learn how to do vision. Am I talking to anybody here? You got to learn how to discern your lane and do vision where God has positioned you. Point number five, my last point. Every vision needs a dreamer 
a builder, and a protector. Habakkuk heard the Lord, but he couldn't run and read. And scripture shows us even more examples of a dreamer. Somebody say a dreamer. Somebody say a builder. Somebody shout a protector. A dreamer. David was a dreamer. David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. David wanted one thing. He had everything, but he wanted one thing. And despite all the things he had, the only thing that God didn't let him do was the one thing that he really wanted. And if the truth was told, some of us are frustrated because there's one thing that we've been asking God for. And it seems like I got this, I got that, I got this. But that one thing, it's like you punishing me. You're not giving me what I've been waiting for. Am I talking to y'all on that side or am I making sense? It's like, God, how come I can't do what is in my heart? I'm not permitted because, David, you're a dreamer. You are entrusted with the vision. You're not permitted to build it. I'm good enough. I was almost too transparent right there. I, I'm good enough to help you make it. But the thing that you get, I don't even get a chance to get. What do you do when you're a man after God's own heart and God still says, but you got limitations? And to make it worse, David gets the information and then has to be selfless enough to tell his son to build what he dreamt. When you're a dreamer, they think you're crazy. You're on the job and you see things that other people don't see. You see everything that's big. You don't have a small-minded mentality about nothing. You see such large vision that people got to ask for translation because they're confused by how you can live how you live, but look how you see things. And you are able to look around at every predicament and say, but I know there's greater here. I know that you see a warehouse, but I see a church. You see a broken girl, but I see a woman who's whole. I am a dreamer when God can entrust in me what other people can can't see they think you crazy but Solomon is a builder Solomon is gonna say to the dreamer now we need a budget a builder is information oriented a builder is after the artifacts and the details a builder cares about all the stuff that you don't think about and that's your part of the vision a builder wants 25 degrees for no reason at all you just love going to school because you always trying to build something david was a dreamer he couldn't build the temple but solomon built what david dreamt and finally a few years later a man by the name of nehemiah came to put up a wall to protect what Solomon built. But he couldn't protect what Solomon built if David was too selfish with sharing it to a future generation. I want to say to you that 
there are visionaries all over this room. Maybe you've got to discern if you're a dreamer, a builder, or a protector. And then do your part. Because if you don't do what God has put inside of you to do, you'll look up and you'll see it done by somebody else. And what I want to say to you is that no matter how old you are, you've been giving a lot of your attention to things that do not matter. What if you filtered the next six months through the vision? If every decision you made, you were thinking about what God put in your spirit. What about the vision? What if my greatest gift in the world is not to preach to hundreds, but to raise a daughter that will become a mega church pastor and will change lives forever. And if I'm so caught up in being famous and being important, I won't make significant deposits in the one I'm called to raise. Everybody stand in this room. Can somebody just give God a praise if you love him in this place? Focus on the vision. Your focus is under attack. It's so interesting that you can wake up, I wake up, and do a to-do list. How many people love to-do lists? Oh, man. I make to-do lists for to-do lists. And I got to write them because I like to cross out when I finally get it done. Am I the only one that does that? I'll, I'll, I'll do a task that I, it wasn't on the list. I'll make the list again just to cross. Y'all pray my strength in the Lord. I love a to-do list. But sometimes you can get so caught up in your to-do list that you forget that you're not here for you. So my perpetual prayer last year became, Lord, write your to-do list on the tablet of my heart. I want to know, are there any bold people that can lift their hands and say, Lord, write your to-do list on the tablet of my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord, I love your word. Everything else is going down but the word. If you know it, sing it. Go. Say, write them on the front. This is the Bible, y'all. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me will forever be fruitful indeed. I am the way. The truth and the light No one gets to the Father Except that He comes through me So let not mercy, let not mercy And truth forsake, forsake, forsake me Forsake me Let not mercy, let not mercy 
Let's go to the top, y'all. If I hid in my heart That I may not sin against you Right then Because I got your word in my heart I'm only in love with you I am the way I am the way No one gets to the Father Except that he comes through me On the tablets of my heart Please throw away my to-do list I want no parts Trust in the Lord with all your heart Yeah, trust in the Lord with all your mind Trust in the Lord with all your strength Trust in the Lord. Yeah. Trust in the Lord. Lean not. Trust in the Lord. With all of my heart. Glory, yeah, that's what we want, 
Faith says they did it for him, but not 